earthly story with a heavenly meaning and also its impact and implication in and on our lives. We listen to the parables of the sower and the seed, how God is the divine sower, his eternal word, the seed, and we, the soil, and how God seeks to plant his seed in our lives, and for that seed to bring forth the desired fruit. And I remember preaching on this a couple of weeks ago back home in South Africa and using the words of a collect we had for that particular Sunday which petitioned God to plant us now in good soil that we may indeed bring forth the fruits of justice and peace. Last Sunday, we listened to Re Reverend Vicky, our interim rector, speaking on the parable of the wheat and the weeds, discovering how it grows up at the same time. Good seed has been sown, therefore a good and solid crop is expected, but it is not always that it produces the expected results. All of us are a mixture of good and bad. But the message for the church, the message for us, let us not be exclusive and judgmental. Be inclusive and let God be the judge of all. This Sunday we move on to another set of parables, the parables of the kingdom, a slightly different angle, the mustard seed and its growth, the leaven and its rising to fullness and in time. Then the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. The kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea and gathering fish of every kind. Different stories or analogies of the kingdom pertaining to our own understanding of the kingdom. And again, the impact of these on our lives and living and our faith and our response to these. Perhaps there are three words that we can ransom from all of this. Seeking, expecting, and responding. Three elements which we discover in these parables. And our Lord focuses on our various responses to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. 
What is the kingdom of God? And what is our understanding of the kingdom of God? A basic question, perhaps prominent at that time, 2,000 years ago. How does one become a part of God's kingdom? Are people simply born into it? Are Jews automatically citizens of the kingdom? Or must something else be done? The Spirit of God is ever ready to enter our lives. To enter our lives with power, with love, with mercy and wholeness. But if we have our transmission locked in neutral, the promises can become blocked. In the kingdom parables, our Lord tells us what the kingdom of God is like especially in the parable of the hidden treasure and the fine pearl. And there we discover who is, really, is truly priceless. Some time ago there was an advert which had its origin in the United States. It read, Some things in life <coughs> are priceless for everything else there is MasterCard. <laughs> it makes us think what is truly valuable in life. The man who found the hidden treasure, was it gold? Was it precious jewels? Was it ancient artifacts? It does not really matter. The point is, it was so valuable that, to, that he had to have it. He sold all he had, his total net worth in exchange for the field and that treasure. Likewise, the merchant looking for pearls that person knew the value when he saw it. The perfect shape, the most beautiful color, the perfect size. And when he found that pearl of great value, he liquidated his portfolio to get his hands on the precious jewel. One interpretation we draw from this, and it's very simply, the kingdom of God is of ultimate value. And being a follower of Christ, having faith in him through his word, being baptized, receiving the sacraments, hearing his word, all these things together are more important than anything else.
our faith, which holds us onto God's grace in Christ, is our greatest treasure. God is hashtag one most important. And if we take the meaning of the parable, we are left with something other than just a warm, fuzzy feeling. If God's kingdom is worth more than anything, even all our possessions, how is it that we do not act in like manner? How come I do not pray all that much? How come I do not support the mission of the church? How is it that I do not love God above all else? How is it that I take God for granted? How come I cannot even love my neighbor as myself? Am I taking the treasure for granted? All of these how comes and our messing up of life. Does our sin ultimately disqualify us for the treasure? Does our failure to appreciate the treasure make us ineligible? Will we stand before the throne of God's judgment empty-handed because we did not sell our possessions in service of Him? The answer is an emphatic no. If we perhaps look at these parables in another way, instead of thinking, or considering it another way, instead of thinking of the treasure hunter as you or I or us, think of the treasure hunter as God. Instead of you or I or us being the merchants, think of it as God going through the marketplace. Then the story becomes different. Now the treasure hidden is you, it is me, it is us. The pearl of great price is the sinner who becomes a child of God. What does God sell to make his purchase? Perhaps even a better question. Who does God sell to make his purchase? Who? Jesus. God sells his greatest treasure to make you, me, us, his greatest treasured possessions. And Jesus paid a price too. He too gave all he had to make us his own. Martin Luther 
put it this way, and I quote, He has purchased and won me from all sin, death, and the power of the devil, not with silver or gold, but with his holy, precious blood and his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own, live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. Close quote. We have no value of our own. We are not worthy or valuable, except in that God so loved us. We bring nothing to the table. But God, even in our sin, sees us as treasures. God sees us as great pearls, worth even the life and suffering and death of his own son. And to that, I can say, but God, even in our sin, sees us as treasures. God sees us as great pearls, worth even the life and suffering and death of his own son. And to that, I can say, wow! And there the cross of Jesus he makes us into the treasures that shine with heaven's brightness forever. What are we worth to God? Everything. What about eternal salvation? It is priceless. And we can be rest assured the treasure of God's kingdom is ours forever. Christ has put it on his bow. There is no credit limit. His grace will never be declined. His mercy will never go bankrupt. His love will never be repossessed. His promises are more than credit insured. They are eternally trustworthy and true. People of God, these parables are not only about how valuable the kingdom is to the believer. It shows how valuable we are to God who sent his son that we might be his. What a great treasure we have in these parables of Christ. They illustrate the great value of belonging to his kingdom. And I believe even more 
the great value that God places on us by paying the ultimate price for us. Our prayer today that we always treasure him who has treasured us. So, in the precious, precious name of Jesus,